0: morning, I just have to say, I miss you, all of you, uh, so much. I, I know that's true for all of us, and that you, we all miss one another. Um, and uh, so here we now take up the yoke of Holy Week. Uh, one aspect of this life of Holy Week that we're normally used to uh, is the, the, not just the readings of the story, of Holy Week and the events of all that, but uh, something of a liturgy that accompanies it so that we do certain things on certain days and, and uh, everything from uh, later this week, uh, Christ's burial uh, and his entombment, uh, just as we'll celebrate his resurrection uh, in the coming Pascha. Um, I suppose from the outside, those who uh, do not understand orthodoxy or the tradition of the church, uh, it can look like we're sort of um, historical reenactors, uh, kind of trying to 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 just do a memorial things to remember these things uh, that have happened, uh, which completely misunderstands the nature of what's going on with liturgy. So I, I think a little bit about the events of this day uh, in the Gospel. Uh, there is a liturgical action in the Gospel. Jesus, uh, coming from Bethany uh, into Jerusalem, it's not that far in dirty, uh, he sits on uh, a young donkey, uh, and it's a fulfillment of prophecy that said, Behold, your king comes sitting uh, on a young donkey. He sits on that and he goes... When people take up branches, palms, and uh, I have to say, by the way, nobody does more with palms and branches than they do uh, in Jerusalem. That's really wonderful. That, to this bed, it amazing. But they're waving they're these things. And Hosanna to the Son of David that Jesus is riding in. It's a procession. We do a couple of processions during the liturgy, it's a part of it. Sometimes we do processions around the entire church that Jesus is doing a procession. It's kind of a thing royals do. You know, usually a king would not come riding on a donkey. A king would come riding on a mighty horse, maybe pulled in a chariot, maybe being carried along on a litter you know, by a bunch of strong guys or something. Uh, but these processions uh, were a big deal. So Jesus is doing something liturgical uh, as he goes into Jerusalem. And in a way, uh, the whole of all of the events of that holy week is a constant refrain in the gospels. uh, That as something is happening, a refrain that picks up and explains the connection this has with the prophecy in the Old Testament. Uh, The whole, all of those. No no more. There's no more uh, greater use of Old Testament prophecy than the things you hear, even to the crucifixion itself if you will, which is not just they killed him, but they killed him in a highly ritualized manner, Um, which in many ways we still remember as we prepare the liturgy. They pierced his hands, his side, his feet, and all these these things that go on. Even that is is a liturgy. Even to the burial that wrapped his body in fine linen, you know, Placed it in a new tomb. Again, it's a very liturgical thing. So what's going on with liturgical action? Well, for one, uh, there's a great mystery about it. That Israel's life was filled, daily life was filled with liturgical action. You didn't go in and out of your house without uh, kissing of uh, the small uh, copy of the commandments written, the mezuzah that was placed on the doorpost. Going in and out, uh, it was a ritual just to enter and, and leave your house. Uh, there was a ritual of how prayers were to be prayed, how your hands were to be washed. It was you know so it wasn't just you know priests doing things in the temple. It was what everybody did. Uh, it it permeated the whole of life. The Passover uh, was kept in homes and was a highly ritualized meal of the liturgy. So what God gave liturgy. He gave it to the people of Israel, and we continue it uh, even uh, in our day. I would say we probably continue it even in our life. In our world that has divided itself into secular and religious, we think that ritual is just useless things that people do in church, and then only some churches. Uh, because they like all that thing, I used to hear it called ball, whatever that means, but you know, do all that fodderball. Uh, and that we have no liturgy. Uh, but then again, secularists get together in things like football games if they're in Knoxville and there's this huge procession, I think the holy procession called the Volwalk, uh, as they come down the sidewalk and the children wave branches of palms or just actually. You know, just things of orange mm-hmm. and wave as the, the the gladiators are heading down towards uh, the holy stadium. You know, and they're greeting them. You know, and of course, the all games are liturgies. They, they have rules. There's ways you do them. You, how do you hold the ball? What you do? It's all and so we just secularize it so that we think it's about sports and we don't actually realize the deep meanings. But we're wired for this stuff. We we are liturgically wired by God uh, to to live a life that but what again what is it what is the truth of it why why is it raised to the level of the most profound things we do as we gather together in worship this most profound thing why are we doing liturgy well there's a a hint that we hear uh, in the liturgy itself during the great entrance when the procession Priests and servers come out of the altar, carrying the bread and wine, bringing it back into the altar. And we sing the explanation. Let us who mystically represent the cherubim. and sing the thrice holy hymn to the life-giving Trinity. Now lay aside all, all earthly cares. What are we doing? Well, it's describing. Every time you see some vision of heaven and the scriptures uh, described in the revelation of John Daniel, others, Ezekiel things like this. There's, it's a liturgy. It is this action this, this the beast around the throne crying out the 24 elders throwing down their thrones, the crowd the myriads of thousands of thousands as they, as they shout and sing praise and what are we doing? On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Let us who represent, who mystically represent, our entrance is mystically united to that which is going on in heaven. And So we, if you will, we are aligning ourselves with the very actions of heaven. And as we can set ourselves in that place, and we do what we've been told they do, uh, we begin to discover uh, that same joy that they know, that same union with God that they know. We, we walk in these things God has prepared for us. Uh, and uh, we learn. It's, this is how little children learn. Um, you know, watching is such a beautiful thing with our children in church and our families. Uh, watching a little one learn to walk Um, some years back I met my father's oldest cousin 95 years old As I was heading out to my car she called out behind me from her door she said you walk like your father (laughs) you know you walk like your father well I probably do Uh, although you know she would know better than I do because I don't get to watch myself walk but she sees me walk she also said, sat talk by my mother, and that's another story. But you walk like your father. You know, how did I learn that, to walk like my father? Well, I watched him. You know, He would have been one of those around me for my first steps. Uh, I lived with him. It wasn't just that I walked like my father. Many, many things of the life of my father uh, became mine. That's how children learn. That's why children are like their parents. They're formed and shaped by that. Uh, well, this liturgy that we live and enact, we learn by doing these heavenly things. We do them here. And so, and of course, the Holy Week will do profoundly these things uh, that they might be formed in us, uh, that they might shape us that we might walk as he walked. Someone would call out and say, you walk like God. Paul would say to those he wrote to, he said, walk as you have me for an example. That's one of the boldest things an apostle could ever have said. You want to be a good Christian? Watch me. Do it like this. So this is Sort of what we do with all of these things. You want to do this? You want to be conformed to the image and likeness of Christ? Do what Christ did. Do Christ. He will walk. He will walk in you. He will be crucified in you. He will be buried in you. He will be raised in you. As we do these things. So today we enter into Jerusalem with him. Hopefully, humbly, meek, riding on a donkey, a little donkey. Uh, I'm afraid the little donkey we're riding is kind of a donkey virus. We ride that into Jerusalem and to our little crucifixion this week. Uh, God give us grace uh, to let Christ do this in us. If you are having a hard time, let Christ have a hard time in you. He knows how to have a hard time. He knows it. Uh, Let him enter into that. Let him ride into the Jerusalem of your heart. There, be crucified, dead and buried, that we might rise with him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.